minutes after the 11 o'clock hour. Welcome into the whole show, powered by Chevron. We are live from the Aloe Fiber Studios. Thanks for being with us here today on this Tuesday, the 20th of February already. It's a little slower of a news day today than it was yesterday, although we're still dealing with the aftermath of what happened in Colorado at, at Colorado State yesterday. Joe Parker out as the athletic director. We, we learned a few things after the show that we didn't get into full detail with Kevin Lytle, um, our Coloradoan, our, our Rams insider. And we learned that John Weber took o- is taking over as the interim athletic director. We also learned that Joe Parker will stay on um, as an advisor. But that, that always kind of scratches my I scratch my head at that, Angel. That's weird to me. You know, you're saying we're done with you in this job because clearly you didn't succeed in this job, right? I mean, is that a fair assessment to make that Amy Parsons and the Colorado State brass viewed Joe Parker as somebody that was not going to further their their mission? So we're 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 asking you to leave your title, but we're keeping you on as as an advisor. Well, we all know that that's about money and stuff like that. Because, Angel, why would you ask somebody who who you deem not good at their job anymore to stay on and advise somebody to do the job that you're not good at? I mean, there's going to be things that he knows and maybe connections that he has and ways he does his job that, you know, a John Weber would have to learn a little bit. So I, I get that side of it. But... My my guess is this is not long. I would not. Is this like a John Elway thing? You know, they they elevated him up, but really it was this is just to kind of ultimately push you out of here. I, it was a fascinating interview this morning with Tanner and Brian on Good Morning Oco with Miles Bloomhart, who Miles is um, certainly taking the hey clear it out, clear the swamp. He even said this morning because there's a lot more behind uh, you know behind the scenes than just Joe Parker, and he might be on to something. You know, if you're going to clear, if you're if you're going to move on from a guy and you're trying to establish a new culture in this day and age of college sports, it's typically not just one guy. You know, when, you, when you're the athletic director, you surround yourself with guys that and girls that make sense to your philosophy, to your strategy, your agenda, all of that. So... I would imagine there's more to come from this. There's going to be more fallout going on with Colorado State. First advantage text line, 888-530-0043. I had a conversation. I do my Football 52 podcast with Ed Lamb. Had another great chat this morning. And we were talking about a trend that we might see nationally with the hiring of athletic directors. And this might be an area where you're because John Weber, to my knowledge, doesn't have like a thick sports background. He is a corporate guy. He's a businessman. He came in. He started the Golden uh, Green and Gold Guard, the NIL collective for CSU. But he's a businessman. So nationally, I wonder, Angel, if we're going to start seeing athletic directors take roles where they're not coming from a sports background. You know, where they're not, they weren't managing teams, they weren't this, they weren't that. They come in strictly off, and I think there's a lot of that, there's examples of that throughout the nation. But this sport has become a bigger business than ever before, especially with NIL. So you have to have somebody that's aggressive, 
that gets the business world first because this is a business. You know, we, we want to treat this like it's it's sports, and it is. You're hiring coaches, you're firing coaches, um, you're handling schedules, you're handling financials. But the most important thing now is how do you make your program attractive to potential recruits and prospects and transfer portal people? Um, how do you get more money? Because now you're splitting that pot up with a collective. How do you raise more funds? How do you put your how do you make your program look so damn attractive that when we talk about conference realignment and because that's not done. That's not done. There's gonna be these other these the big four, they're going to be adding more conferences. And we still we know that there's this weird middle ground right now with the Pac two in the Mountain West. What's ultimately gonna happen there? But also how do you make yourself attractive to the TV networks where they look at you and go, Yeah, you're gonna drive ratings up. You're going to drive this. All of those things are now at the forefront. Those are the most important things. If you can almost stay with me here, it's almost the Dick Monford approach. You know, he's a hell of a businessman. He built a wonderful entity at Coors Field. They don't win. You go. It works. People love to go to Coors Field. So winning is is huge, and in college especially, because this ain't Coors Field. Football, you got to win in order for Canvas Stadium to sell that place out. That is a fact. But the other stuff surrounding that now, that becomes the most important. And that's why when the announcement, I'm fortunate that I got to know John Weber a little bit on the business side of things before he was announced as the interim AD. I don't think it's that far fetched that he could be the long term solution for CSU. Because you want a guy that gets the world of business. Because that's where we are. So pay attention to how this progresses. And what the search, if there is going to be a search. Or do they really give this, is this part of the reason they made the move yesterday on the 19th day of February. When you're, you know, 80-90% of the way through your basketball season. March Madness is... Right down the way, there's an opportunity there for CSU to go dancing. People wondered why you make the move now. Is this stage, this next two, three months, maybe four months, going to be the audition for John Weber at Colorado State? And then if he's not the guy, you still have a couple of months to figure out your who your person is um, well before football season starts. So... I actually don't scratch my head at the timing of this as some people as as much as some people do. Because you have to give yourself the opportunity to figure out what's next. And if John Weber's the guy, let's give him this period to transition. Use whatever you can from Joe Parker as far as being an advisor, if that's the case. And then if he's the guy, You've got him. He's been learning for the last couple of months of how to do this. If he's not the guy, you have ample time to get this done. First advantage text line, 888-530-0043. Poll question of the day is going to be Joe Parker related. And I just want to know, was Joe Parker good for CSU? If you had to walk, and I shouldn't have put meh up there, Angel. I I gave him the out. I gave him the out. 
Because 52% of the hooligans voting on my Twitter account are saying meh. 20% say no. 27% say yes, he was good for CSU. He had a lot of good things. And again, we can highlight all those things throughout the show today. But this is... This is a complicated question, so I shouldn't have given you the out, but I did, and you guys took it, hook, line, and sinker. Thank you. But it is complicated. There were some positive things that he did. Um, the The stadium situation, I know he wasn't at the forefront of getting the deal done, but he, he, he saw it to its conclusion, opening its first game in 2017. He was hired in 2015. They had a sellout. Uh, opening day win over Oregon State. I was at that game. It was, that was the sample of this is what it could be. This is what Saturdays could be at Colorado State. So it's there. It absolutely is there, but you've got to capitalize on that excitement. They, they, he, he was a, the leader in securing the deal with Canvas Credit Union. $37.7 million deal. That's a big deal. They won a lot of Mountain West titles. However, I heard Miles say today, a lot of those were track and field. And you don't diminish that, but we know what we know what drives the bus. Football and men's basketball. You have to have those two things right, or it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter what you do. And that is it's as blunt as you can say it. Wrestling coaches, track and field coaches, baseball coaches, they understand it. They know what it is. This is how it is nationwide from top to bottom. It is football and men's basketball, but football with the big, that's the big one, that leads this thing. Um, And I know, and I had a text yesterday after the show, and I know the Larry Eustachie thing wasn't Joe Parker's deal necessarily. He was put in between a rock and a hard place on that whole fiasco. I had this text yesterday. Um, mm -mm -mm -mm. 0% of the Larry Eustachie issues were on Joe. That's not true. I was there at the press conference after the Larry Eustachie debacle when Joe Parker opened it up to answer questions. That's not true that 0% was not on him. It was not handled well. There were reports that players and people were going to Joe Parker to complain about Larry Eustachie, and and those players felt that nothing was done from that. So you can't say 0% because there were players, there were people involved with basketball that flat out said, I felt ignored. I felt pushed aside. I felt like the can was kicked down the road. Texter, each of Larry's extensions were in his original contract signed by Jack Graham under the leadership of Tony Frank. Jack wanted to splash higher and threw everything at him, even though Southern Miss was mostly done with him. Yeah, and I'm not talking about the hiring of Larry Eustachie. I'm talking about once all the crap hit out, when he was forced out in 2018, how that deal went down. There was an investigation that happened from, from his by, because of his treatment of players. And then he ultimately left in what was called a resignation. I was at that press conference that day. And, and Parker, I don't have, like in my mind, I don't have a photographic memory of how everything went down there. But it was clunky. And I remember Miles Bloomhart being there. He was the leader as far as asking questions that day. And he was perplexed. He was frustrated by the end of that. And that was a long time ago. That was a lot of sports has happened since then. But to just say it was 0% his issue, no. You might not be the guy that hired the guy. 
But it you got to deal with the aftermath. And I know that Tony Frank wanted he that he wanted Larry Stacey. And and that put Joe Parker in a tough spot. But again, there are certain ways to handle that that I don't think were handled 100% the right way. Case in point, you know, complaints to him about, hey, we, we thought you had an open-door policy. We want to talk to you about this coaching situation. This is rough. And then you just, these players came out and said that was that fell upon deaf ears. Nothing was done. Nothing was done. First event is text line 888-530-0043. Um, texter, the university attorneys would not allow Larry to be fired. They did not want Larry's sins out in the public. Okay, but who you say that's 0%... On on Joe Parker. He's the athletic director. He was the athletic director during the bad times happening with Larry Eustachie. And you want to say he was put in a no-win situation. Okay, but I was sitting there in the press conference when he couldn't answer a lot of really tough questions all the way through. It's complicated. And I said that after. I was doing this show, a variation of this show at that time. And I said, I feel really bad for Joe. This is why I'm, I actually am saying, meh, as far as Joe Parker's tenure at CSU. Because he was put in between a rock and a hard place. But what do you need when crap hits the fan the most, Angel? Strong leadership. And that was not an example of strong leadership at that moment. This was a bad things are happening. What are we going to do? We're not really doing anything. Uh, Maybe we'll just uh, sort itself out and we'll see what happens. So would it have been on him to quickly remove Larry Stacey and get this thing done? (sighs) Not necessarily, I suppose. But again, the reports that came out about Larry Eustachy and how he treated his players and investigated, they had a, a, I think they had two investigations done, did reveal that people stepped forward. That people stepped forward to Joe Parker and it was ignored. Or, as I like to say, because I think ignored is, is a harsh term. I think you kick a can down the road. We're all guilty of that kind of stuff in our life. Where you hope something just resolves itself. Unfortunately, you're dealing with big money, big colleges, big programs, big things. Kicking the can down the road is something the NCAA is very good at. So a lot of your leadership does this same thing. Uh, so go vote on that one today. Let me know what you guys think of our poll question. On our on my website, theholeshow.com, 36, it's about the same as Twitter. 36% say meh. 32, 30, uh, 31% say no, 30% say yes. I'm actually kind of shocked. Some of the negative stuff that was coming out yesterday, I would, I, it would lead me to think that no would be leading this, but that's not the case. So that also leads me to believe that hooligans that listen to this show are being fair with this because there were a lot of positives too. There certainly were a lot of positives. Hiring Nico Medved, securing the Canvas Credit Union deal. Um, and I will go to my grave with this. I don't think re-signing or giving the extension to Mike Bobo was that damning. It worked out to be damning. It was bad after the fact. But I agreed with the move at the time. To sign Bobo to the three-year extension 
following the 2017 regular season. He was he was decent starting out. He wasn't great, but he was never bad. And then you give him the extension, and everything kind of just fell out. He dealt with some health issues as well. And I do think in, in having lengthy conversations with a guy like Kevin Lytle again about that, was it was almost to the, to the point where Parker and Bobo sat down. It's like, do you want to deal with this again? You know, you're, you're, you're gonna, there's going to be a lot of stress on this job, and it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get more stressful because of that extension. So, you know, you just wonder if it was – and it was a settlement. He, well, he was fired – with a $1.82 million settlement following the 2019 season. But I, 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 it's hard for me to look back at that move and think that was just the worst move a guy could make. Because it, it really wasn't. I thought Bobo had it. I really did. I thought he had it. Hiring Steve Adazio, though. Oof. So, Angel, in my Football 52 podcast uh, with Ed Lamb, if you haven't heard it, we share it through the whole show channels, so you can subscribe to the whole show through podcasts, Spotify, whatever it is you do. It's going out through there. Football 52, be on the lookout. We just recorded another episode. Another hour and 20 minutes conversation with the head coach. I absolutely love this. We were talking about right fit, and I don't know if you know this, but Ed Lamb was very close. He was like number two on the list to become the Hawaii coach before Chang. Uh, I don't remember the year, but he was like, he had done an interview, several interviews, and he really thought that maybe he was going to be the guy for that job. Who, who was Hawaii's coach? Like, not the current coach, but the coach before that. Um, that coach goes to Hawaii and is like, what the hell, bro? I can't get a Dr. Pepper here. It's, it's like I'm living in a third world country here. There's so many things I'm not used to. Well, that coach... Um, Todd Graham. Yes, Todd Graham. Thank you, Angel. Thank you. Todd Graham. He was perhaps too big for the moment. Not not the moment. He was too big for what Hawaii needed at that time. And so when I looked at Steve Adazio, okay, you go meet with Urban Meyer. That was sexy, wasn't it? Joe Parker goes and meets with Urban Meyer in Fort Collins talking about... Um, getting Steve Adazio there. He's big time. Well, what is Steve Adazio? Well, he's Boston College before that. But he was Florida Gators. That mindset. Your mindset, Angel. Your Alabama mindset. That was Florida. They got big goals. They're the cream of the crop. They're the top programs in college football. They're, they're equal almost as far as money and buy-in to the NFL teams. Florida. So that's where Steve Adazio's background was. So... When Urban Meyer comes in throwing his weight around and says, oh, you got to hire this guy. This is a football guy. He gets it. He's a guy. Okay, great. Does he fit Fort Collins? Does he fit the Mountain West? Does he fit Colorado State? And the answer was no. And obviously, Adazio turned out to be worse than you could imagine. But the the fit thing is important so where i really struggle with joe parker was the steve adazio move i really struggled with that one you know he was like the fourth guy on the list and then you go a simple background check says that adazio's had some issues in the past you know he is not a nice dude he's rough on student athletes and so that that move was probably one, that that was the move 
because the Steve Adazio era, era will forever be remembered as perhaps the biggest stain on Colorado State uh, football, especially. You know, Steve Fairchild just lost games. <laughs> like I, lo- I like Steve Fairchild. I love his quarterback thing that he's doing. His quarterback coaching. We used to have him on as a regular guest. He just lost games. Adazio lost games and did a lot of other things too. Um, you had the CSU athletes and staffers reporting violations of COVID protocols and the COVID protocol thing. Yeah, it was an interesting time. But there were allegations of racial insensitivity within the athletic department and football programs. And I mean, man, you watch that that uh, Netflix documentary um, about Florida, which is not very good. But the one glimpse you got of Steve Adazio was like, that guy looks like he would be mean. <laughs> like, and I know coaches are rough and tough and all that stuff, but it's 2024. Times they are a changing. So going back to my my conversation with Ed Lamb, it's so much about the fit. And whose job is that? That is the athletic director. Don't get the shiny eyes, man. Don't don't look at oh that coach. He wants to come here. Oh, we could get that guy here. No, it's about the fit. Does it work out? Ed McCaffrey. Although I, I I stood by it. It was a great marketing move. But you 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 hired the name Ed McCaffrey for UNC. You hired the name. He's a Broncos legend. He's a, f- a high school football coach. Everybody knows Ed McCaffrey if you live in the state of Colorado. And that was a terrible move. Because the fit didn't work. That's a Denver guy coming here to Greeley. That was one issue. There were a lot of issues with that. But it is about the right fit, and you have to find the athletic director that can find the right coaches that make sense. Nico Medved, home run, grand slam. That is a very smart dude. Very brilliant, has a, has a brilliant basketball mind. But he gets Fort Collins. I don't know if he'll stick around. But he does get it. That's a sunny kind of guy. So there were a lot of positives. Ed, uh, Joe Parker hiring Jay Norvell. We'll see how that works out. But on paper, that was the right move. Jay Norvell took a program that doesn't invest squat into it in Nevada and made him relevant. That was a great move, and you can't fault him for that. But now, now you're getting into the business side of things, and we can argue about the coaching hires. We can argue about this. We can argue, argue about the financials. But with NIL, that is the nature of this beast now, especially in the Mount West, because you're going to keep losing players. You're, gonna, you're going to lose players. They are coming. Not to steal a primetime thing, but they are. You know, the, the report a few months ago about Braden Fowler Nicolosi reportedly uh, getting offered 600k to go somewhere. BFN, who, all right, yeah, he had his moments, but he's getting poached. If he's getting poached, you're all getting poached. And so, if you don't have a guy that understands how do we make sure, okay, BFN, that's a great story. You're loyal to Jay Norvell, awesome. That is fantastic, but you cannot count on that. So you have to have somebody that understands how to hire coaches. And how they make sense for who you are. You have to know who you are. But you also have to find a way to grow the business side of this thing. Make yourself competitive. You're competing against the collective. Let's not be an idiot here. Let's not be naive. You're competing against the collective. How do you make that work? 
How do you find the find the the, the middle ground? Because you are competing. Those that don't understand that, you got to listen to the show more. Because you're you, the collective and and CSU the program, they're both doing the exact same thing. They're trying to raise money. One's trying to raise money to give to the athletes. One's trying to raise money to give back to the program. And those donors are typically the same donors. So finding somebody that can walk that very delicate balance is not easy. Maybe John Weber can do that. Can John Weber evaluate talent? He's in the corporate world. He evaluated talent there. And it's not like it's not like it's going to be John Weber by himself going out trying to find coaches. They will have a search committee. They will have people surrounding him that are football, basketball guys and all that stuff. They are going to have those people. So it's not just like, hey, you're the interim head coach or interim AD. Good luck to you. You're just by yourself. That won't be the case. But the positive from him will be the business side first. We'll help you along the way with the sports side, schedules, conference realignment. But he's going to learn that. And that guy, I tell you what, man, he, he took a collective out of nothing and made it into something. They're all over the damn place. The players are happy. The players are all over it. They're doing stuff left and right. I mean, I was at that golf tournament at Harmony. They raised a lot of money that day. And there wasn't a lot of manpower involved. On that side, it was a lot of what John Weber could do and and working in conjunction with Harmony Club. 31 minutes after the hour, when we come back, let's get to the good, the bad, the ugly. Also, Nikola Jokic and Luka Doncic is a team-up, seriously, in the near future or just in the future. We'll talk about all that next. It's the whole show powered by Chevron, a Northern Colorado's voice, 103.1 at 1310 KFKA. Podcasts. We podcast every show immediately after it airs at 1310kfk.com or wherever you download your favorite stuff. Northern Colorado's Voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. This is Jerry Schimmel, host of Amazing Americans, and you're listening to the whole show on 103 1 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome back into the show, and it is Tuesday, and I love Tuesdays for a lot of reasons, Angel, but Tuesdays at Cable's Pub and Grill. Can you guess yet? You should know the menu by now. You should know that it's burger madness. You I was going to say that. You were. Were you really? I, you didn't give me a chance to hit the button. <laughs> well, you're not, and I also know with the with the tooth situation, it's 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 harder to it's to talk faster. Today. Yeah, it's actually it, you do leave to like. Feel the swelling go down a bit. It, you don't. Yes, I, I'm noticing it. It's it's obvious. You might be able to go over and have a massive burger from Cables pretty yeah. soon. Maybe give it a day or two. Chewing is still like <laughs> put it on one side. Well it's, well, it's getting the food into the mouth. It's the difficult. <laughs> it's like you can't you can't open my jaws big enough. We'll have yet. to chop it up for you. You know, chop up the burger. Put it in a smoothie. It's, we sure. had a lot of smoothies. I'm sure that the great folks over at Cables will take requests. That's how great it, the, the service is amazing. They have drinks. They have drinks. Okay. Every, anything yeah, you could ask drinks. for. Happy hour starts at three, by the way. Mix that in with your meds that you're taking. Good, good luck. 
You know, good night. I don't know if the doc recommended that. <laughs> well, it's a gray area. But no, we love Cable's Pub and Grill. Hey, and I got to give a shout out too. My guy Sean, of course, Sean and Nikki, um, I should say Nikki and Sean. I don't want Nikki to get mad. They run the show at Cable's Pub and Grill. And yeah, I'm telling you, it's my favorite restaurant. But I want to give a shout out to Sean's nephew, Evan from Naples. My brother-in-law lives in Naples. Ask for Dallas next time you're back there, Evan. I just wanted to give him a shout-out because he's going to be in the area, taking in some local sports. What can be better than that? So, no, uh, Naples, Naples, Florida, man, that's that's a great place. I wonder if they know each other. They probably ran into each other. I just assume everybody knows everybody. But hello, Evan. Hope you're doing good, my man. First Advantage text line, 888-530-0043. Let's read some text from you guys. Flying Dutchman says a good athletic director should be like a good referee or umpire. We should not know their names. That's an interesting, interesting take on it. Uh, We should know the names of the successful coaches they hired. But if we know the AD's name, that's usually a problem. I think current conversations on successful athletic directors has to begin with Jeff Bourne. I'm going to take one crack at who the, who he's the AD for. I'm going to take one crack. Angel, you got a guess? Flying Dutchman, texting in. What's the name? Jeff Bourne, the director of athletics for... Spell Bourne. Or is it is it B-O-U-R-N-E? Bourne. Okay. Bourne. Jason Bourne. Use it in a sentence. Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne was in a movie starring Matt Damon. Bourne Identity and Bourne Crisis or whatever it was. The Bourne uh, Sigourney. I don't know. Get, take a guess. Do you know? I do know. Okay. Can I guess... Is it the Mountain West? No, but who's who's Dutchman a fan of? What was yesterday? President's Day. Right. Remember Dutchman's team was named after? Oh, James <laughs> Madison. And who, he's, there you he's go. He's one of the presidents. We got there. Okay. okay. You know, we got there, man. All right. Of course Dutchman would, would make that suggestion. Wait, so he says you shouldn't know their yeah, names, but, but you names one? You named one, from Dutchman. From college? Yeah, we're catching you, man. We and got is you. Is it weird that I know Alabama's AD? I know what's his name is Greg Byrne. Greg, Byrne, yeah. Well, I've heard. I don't, see. I disagree with Dutchman. I think that good ads you should know their name. You could know their name. Good ads are not loud, but you know who they are. Loud in the sense of scandals, controversy, bad management. Yeah, but they're you know that they're good at their job. Yeah, there's a lot of impact. Not loud, ADs. but you hear them when they speak. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, but like a lot of people know Alabama's AD. Yeah. He's had a cool name. And he's done a lot of great things, obviously. Yes. It's not just football. No. You know? Um, and I'll admit, like, off the top of my head, just thinking of great AD, ADs, I, it is difficult. But locally, we, we you should know them. You should know who they are. I was going to say, I know Rick George's name, but hmm, that's not... That's probably going to Flying Dutchman's point there because CU has been in, they've been in a rough spot with the football program for a while now. Well, and he made the biggest hire ever. Tad Boyle. Possibly the greatest hire as, as a collegiate coach of all time. Tad Boyle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> superstar basketball coach. Yeah, superstar basketball coach. for Pac-12 titles and dancing. Yes. So he made that hire, and that was big time. He, he handled the Mel Tucker situation. He hired Carl Durrell. Yeah. That guy hit a dude with a camera. 
You know, he pushed him. He hit a dude with a camera yeah. or with a camera? He hit a dude holding a camera. Okay. If he, like, grabbed a camera and hit somebody, that's different. He was pretty mad that day. Wouldn't put it past him. Uh, actually, no, it was out of character for Carl Durrell, which was so insane. Um, yeah, dude, it's... Listen, this is going to be a big battle coming up. And I, in a positive way, I think a lot of Rams fans agreed that this was necessary. This was this was the move. Eastside Chris... Brady, it appears the Wilson Mansion will be on the market. Could the could you organize a Hooligan field trip um, on Tanner and Angel's bus to go check it out? Angel, you're the bus driver. I have not put my name on any piece of paperwork tying me to that vehicle. Um, that is strictly under Tanner's jurisdiction. I'm not getting in that if you're not driving it, man. I'm not. I've never driven it. And Tanner's driving it? Supposed to be zero chance that's happening. He left it in downtown Denver again, and Prob- it might be a hotel now. <laughs> you forgot about it. Um, uh, but sure, if you can find the bus, you can certainly take it somewhere. Yeah. Well, I want to get into the Russell Wilson, you know, thing. That that's that's it, right? He's putting his house on the market. That's it. He's done. He knows he's not coming back. Could he be looking for a smaller? Maybe house? downsizing. Downsizing. Maybe he's downsizing. Contracts getting restructured. Yeah, and I don't. It, that's one way to look at it, Angel. Maybe I don't need eight bathrooms. I just need like three, man. You know, my wife and I have one, and then the kids get one, and then there's a guest bathroom. Share a bathroom. Yeah, dude. Two and a half bath. We four have, bedrooms. We have four bathrooms. We have one like a bedroom bathroom. I have my kid has one outside of his room. We have one in the basement, and then there's one like. A little tiny one. A half you know, bath. A half bath. There's no bath in it. It's just a sink. Okay. So you could bathe in it if you wanted to. Yeah. be weird. But we that's what we have. So four. Yeah. That's good enough. Yeah, so maybe he's just downsizing. Four is a lot for me, I'll admit. Four is a lot of bathrooms. Yeah. It's a lot to take care of. I imagine twice as many. But you do have, yeah, eight bathrooms? What am I doing with eight Does bathrooms? every kid need their own bathroom? That's probably it. It's ridiculous. Or one bathroom's like, hey, this is shower bathroom. This other bathroom is where the hot tub is. And this is the bathroom that has two toilets facing each other. That's the bonding bathroom. Maybe. It's not. I've, I've heard of them before. Big Hub says, does Joe have a say in who's hired next? I can't imagine he does. 44 minutes after the hour. We got a lot to get to. Let's jump out real quick and get the latest on the local sports flash. Hey, this is Sean Keeler of the Denver Post. You're listening to the whole show on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Forty-seven minutes after the hour. Welcome back into the whole show, powered by Chevron. I want to thank Kane Doolin McQuinn Young Law Firm. If you or a loved one have been injured in a car accident from a negligent driver, there's only one law firm to contact, and that is Kane Doolin McQuinn Young Law Firm. Check them out at TrialProven.com. All right, Angel, we're trying to play catch up here on the clock. When I get going, it's tough. You know, you guys it drives you guys nuts. You know, we we take a, what's supposed to be a 15, 12-minute segment into a 35-minute segment. And it's been happening a lot more lately. But I say that that means you have a lot to talk about. It's fine with me. It's Micah that gets concerned about time and management <laughs> and all that stuff. Uh, it's my job to, you know, keep everybody on edge. Like that's the big picture producer yeah. and this little picture. You're right producer. there. You're just whatever we need to make this show go every day. And Micah's the one that stresses about it after the fact. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, it's not our problem, right? 
48 minutes after the hour, let's Michael take a quick. <laughs> let's take a quick break. A new microphone in the middle. Of the yeah, like he walks in here while I'm doing the show, and he starts installing a microphone. You know, there used to be rules around here that when it's studio time, it's sacred time, even during the commercial breaks. But and those were Micah's rules. He's broken his own rules now. How can we trust a guy like that? Who should be the next athletic director? And do you think it should just be the guy that's taken over right now? Nominate Micah Kilpatrick. I think he'd be wonderfully awful at that. That you would never know. maybe it's an untapped skill set. Boy, would that be interesting? That would or be. He just walks in there in a three-piece suit and just owns the room. I'd be curious to know. You're John Weber. You're named athletic director day one. What do you do? What are you doing? Probably picking out my nicest outfit. Yeah. Who do I need to meet with? Power first? suit. Maybe. I'm wearing a power suit. Something neutral. Uh, maybe find a green and gold tie. Oh, I can't say green and gold. Um, a yellow or green tie. You can say green and gold. Well, it's part of his oh. other job. Oh, so yeah. Separate there. Yeah, separate that. So, yeah. a green or a yellow tie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd probably call the president and say, hey, who do I need to meet with? And tell me where, and I will go meet with people. Just make a power move when you get in there. Yeah, it's kind of just... I don't know what I'm doing, so tell me what I need to do. <laughs> don't do that. Don't walk in like, ah! Well, I'm ready to do whatever I need to do. I just, I'm new here, so who's the first person I need to talk to? I'll call the president and talk to her. And- do you ever see uh, the movie Fun with Dick and Jane? Isn't isn't it fun with Dick and Jane? With uh, Jim Carrey? Yeah, Jim Carrey. I've seen it. It's not remember. that great of a movie, but he's like meeting with the big big wig at the beginning of the movie, right? What, what kind of whole sets this thing up. And it's he thinks he's going there because he's going to get a promotion and all that stuff. So he sees him at the very end of the hall, and he starts walking toward him, and he starts his handshake like 30 yards before he gets there. So it's this long, awkward walk, and he's already got his hand out. That would be me, day one. Mm. I'm walking down the long hall. Hello! And then I'm, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm not in that position. So I'm hurting myself here. Because I really am waiting on a call. 11.51 the time. Let's take a quick break. It's the whole show powered by Chevron on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. The Bears and the Rams have two of the best college basketball players in the country. Will they be enough to lead their teams to the big dance? For all things no-go sports, keep it here on 103.1 at 1310 KFKA. What's up, guys? It's Jack Howell, safety for the green and gold. You're listening to the whole show on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. I like uh, the crossover text interactions here. Uh, Eastside Chris responding to Big Hub's text. I think responding to it. Would Big Hub be interested? He can relate to the current issues going on with the programs. Why does it need to be someone from the good old boy club? Yeah, true. I mean, you got to go. Hub, you in? I'll write you a recommendation right now. I'll do it on the air. Hey, Amy Parsons. I know Ellison Hubbard. Without him, KFK doesn't have an NIL network. So he understands. Tanner Schwintz on uh, the mic. I don't think Angel even knew I was bringing you in. He thought I was just having you sit down in here, which I didn't clarify. So I'm sorry, Angel. Some weird dude asked me to come and talk under this microphone. We wanted to test it. It sounds better. Does it sound better? Does it sound better to you? Yeah, it does. I didn't notice any difference before. I think Micah was just (laughs) 
wanting to feel important because he hasn't done any work Correct. since July. Correct. Uh, my vote's for John Weber, by the way. Keep yeah, but, in. but you don't know anybody else that could do it. I No, but I don't think that's the, the right move. In the limited interaction that I've had, he's very money-oriented, but also gets the PR side. Make that money. that's got to be number one. You can surround yourself with really good people in these other roles. Sports guys. The, yeah, the AD job has to be that public figure and has to be able to go down and sit and say, hey, here's what we're trying to do with this team. Let's go get some money. Can you donate to this? And John Weber's proven that he can do that. So. I like the um I like being out in the community. Yeah. I like guys and gals that are out doing stuff. And Amy Parsons, she's out doing stuff. <laughs> she's doing videos, funny videos and things like I don't really understand. They need a better director on some yes, of those videos. It's something you and I would put together though. When I look at it, I'm like, Yeah. That's just a goofy idea. I like it. And let's go do I it. think I think that's all good stuff for her. Um, I I would probably lean that way too. Yeah, John Weber. Yeah, I think so. I think he well, because you could give me a handful of names right now, and all I'm going to go is look at their resume and go, okay, what's their coaching record? But right. you have coaches you like right now, so it's right. not the biggest need in the world. No, it's not. And you've got a guy that's got a list already. He's already got a list of sponsors that he can go to. Taken away from the collective, though. You got to walk that balance. Do. That's what I don't think Joe could do. Eleven uh, fifty-seven. The time, Tanner. You had a great conversation with Miles Bluehart, who is not Kevin in this sense. Kevin is more that reporter role. He tries to stay neutral. Miles went at it pretty hard. We're going to play a clip from that a little bit later on in the show. It's the whole show powered by Chevron. Tanner, are you you, you sticking around? Sure, man. Or? I got nothing better to do. All right, we got our top story of the day. You won't understand any of it, but we'll get to it. Uh, it's the whole show, powered by Chevron. A Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 at 1310 KFK.